The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And week six begins tonight. In Arrowhead, Denver, Kansas City. We previewed that game yesterday. We've got seven more games to talk about today. Seven AFC home games. You know, I try to separate it as much as I can, as equally as I can. AFC home games, NFC home games, they're not always even. Trivia question, how many NFC home games do we... Yeah, I'm going to thank you, Morgan, for the comment. Uh, I'm feeling better. I want to thank everybody for all the well wishes. Really appreciate it. Super nice of you. How many NFC home games do we have this week? Um, five, six, four. <laughs> Tough to do uh, an even show in that regard. Only four NFC home games: Minnesota at Chicago, Washington at Atlanta, Arizona at the Rams, and Detroit at Tampa Bay. The AFC that would, the- that would leave you with minimal choices to get Dave tomorrow. I know. I had, I had to move some of the AFC home games over to the Friday show. But uh, the AFC has the extra home game this year. So I guess this week is is kind of a big part of that. But this week we've got New Orleans at Houston. Pretty fascinating matchup, I think, there. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Seattle at Cincinnati. Baltimore at Tennessee. Carolina at Miami. San Francisco at Cleveland. And New England at Las Vegas. Let's get right into it, Jamie. Who's it going to be this week? <laughs> uh, it's going to be Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's the start of the week for week number six. And uh, yes, I'm wearing a hat today. Um, <laughs> Thursday hat. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about Stafford. He's uh number nine quarterback for me this week. Um, several things at play. Coming off his best performance of the season, obviously coincides with Cooper Cup coming back 20.9 fantasy points. Taking on the Cardinals, they've obviously been very good for uh, quarterbacks this season, three in particular. Best game of the year for Joe Burrow against Cardinals last week. Best game of the year for Daniel Jones in week two. And Brock Purdy also had over 23 fantasy points. And he's got a very good history against the Cardinals, as you would probably expect, uh, averaging over 23 fantasy points in his last five against them. Uh, only three of those have come with the Rams, though. So, um, But still, I, I like the setup for him. I think this is going to be a uh, 
a breakout game. I hope it's a 303 type of uh, performance for Matthew Stafford. Okay. Heath, how about you? Who do you love this week? I love Jordan Addison. I think he is a top 20, maybe top 15 wide receiver for as long as Justin Jefferson is out. I expect him to be a near full-time player. Hasn't been that so far this season. He's basically just been playing on three wide receiver sets. I would not be surprised over the next four to six weeks that Jefferson's out if Addison averages 10 targets per game and he gets the soft landing spot for his first game as a full-time player. He gets to face the Bears. Yeah, and I, you know, KJ Osborne, Heath, Let's let's make that decision. I'm going to let the audience make it for us here. I put up a poll this morning. KJ Osborne or Ramondre Stevenson, half PPR. It's not even close right now. It's KJ Osborne, 62% of the vote. KJ Osborne. I'm, I'm, I wanted to look and see like how far I actually have them apart in the projections because I'm kind of excited about Ramondre Stevenson, even though I don't have him ranked as a top 20 running back this week. I think this will be his best. It's six tenths of a point. I've got one of them projected at 9.89, one of them at 9.25. So I don't actually care that much. All right, good. But I do think that there's a lot of upside for Stevenson. If the, if the Patriots can get anything going at all, this is a fantastic matchup. And I don't really know that Osborne's target share spikes that much. I still think he's going to be third on the team in targets. Okay, but th- are they going to be as pass-heavy as usual? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, get out there and vote, people. Osborne versus Stevenson. I think. Well, there's okay. probably there's probably 20% of people who just chose the top option because they wanted to see the results and didn't have <laughs> any way to see the results without clicking on a name. Okay, 20%. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Uh, who are we avoiding this week? Heath, you want to go first? Yeah, and I think I'm on an island on this one, but uh, I'm I'm kind of scared of Geno Smith. Uh, hasn't been very good this year, and the Bengals have basically have given up 20 fantasy points to two quarterbacks, one of them to Sean Watson because he ran for a touchdown, one of them Lamar Jackson because he runs a lot. You look at a couple of guys who have scored almost exactly the same number of fantasy points as Geno on a per-game basis this year, Matthew Stafford and Joshua Dobbs. They both scored 12 points against this defense. I'm just – I'm not feeling it with Geno. I, I, I generally agree that it's it's tough to trust him. But I do find myself falling into the narrative of this is going to be a shootout because I think what we're going to see based on what the Bengals showed us last week is as good as Seattle's defense has looked at times, I think the Bengals offense, if they're right and he looked right, is going to score on anybody. And so I think we're going to see a shootout in this game. And I know it's not a high point total, but it is one of the higher point totals of the week. You know, it's uh, 45. I think there's like three, three or four games that are 45 or higher. Yeah, Burrow, uh, we, we broke it down on Monday where Dan and, and uh, Jacob, Jacob more so, were really kind of skeptical of like Joe Burrow is back. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch, but it, it was still, I know he threw the ball deep a few times and successfully. It was still a lot of super, super quick throws. He had the fourth lowest time to throw or the fourth quickest release basically in the NFL in week five. Burrow has the quickest time to throw. It- all season. That's, right. And that yeah. that is, I think, the 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 formula against Seattle, right? Like they're going to give you those underneath throws. And if if he can be precise, that could work really well. But I do think it would lead, it would almost be like an Atlanta situation where it could lead to a lot of 14, 15, 16 play drives. Where if Joe Burrow's completing 70% of his passes, like he should on those types of passes, they might dominate time of possession. It would be really weird to see Seattle only run like 50 plays in a game. 
Yeah, but, but at the same time, at the same time, he did throw, he, he scrambled, he had a really nice scramble, which was not something we saw earlier in the year. He escaped two sacks, so he definitely got better. I don't think he was back last week, but I do think there's a chance he's back this week, Burrow, because he keeps saying he's getting better, you know, and I and it turned out to be true last week, so yeah. hopefully he's better. Um, I did want to bring up Geno Smith, though, because not only are you low on Smith, like you're, you're a lot lower on Metcalf and Lockett. And Heath, and one thing I noticed with Smith, I was kind of trying to figure it out statistically, uh, the deep ball. Last year, he, he was just arguably the best, maybe behind Tua, second best deep ball thrower in the NFL. He's not doing it. He has the lowest air yards per pass attempt in football, so that's missing. The Seahawks, they had 11 rushing touchdowns from their running backs last year in 17 games. They have five this year in five games. They are one of the most run-heavy teams near the goal line this year. They were they were very low in that. Well, they, they didn't have a lot of goal line plays last year. They, I think, like, the second fewest. So they're scoring more rushing touchdowns. He's not throwing deep, and he's running for, like, 15 fewer yards per game. So I really didn't know what's going on with Geno Smith, but if you want the statistical breakdown, it's that. No more deep balls. I don't know what, what the hell is going on there. No more running, and Ken Walker is just cleaning up at the goal line. Well, I think at least one or two of those are related to it. And we talked about this on FFG Dynasty. Like they came into the year planning on playing a lot more three wide receiver sets and then lost both their offensive tackles right off the bat. And so they've had to play a lot more two tight end sets to cover that up. I think they've had to get the ball out quicker and not been able to throw as much deep. And they've done a great job of masking it. Like the offensive line hasn't really hurt them that bad. But I don't think that's because the backup offensive tackles were so good. I think it's because they schemed around it. And like another thing is I don't think the impression is that JSN hasn't mattered because he hasn't done anything. But it's just that all of his targets are an eight out of three. Yeah. Um, he's still seeing five or six targets a week. And I do think that matters a little bit to Metcalf and Lockett. Uh, okay, Jamie, who is your player to avoid this week? Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about Amari Cooper. Um, you know, as we saw prior to their bye week, week four, no Deshaun Watson, even though it was a home game. And I know it was against Baltimore. And we're kind of, how are they getting it done? Well, that's part of the reason why they played a backup quarterback. Um, in one of those matchups against receivers, you're, you're, you keep bringing up how the Ravens have done against the re- receivers yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy matchup by any stretch. And I think we're going to see uh, Cooper have another tough game if P.J. Walker starts. I think he'll be better than DTR from a passing standpoint just because he's more uh, experienced. But I don't think that necessarily means that Amari Cooper is a must-start fantasy receiver this week. So three receiver leagues, hard to get away from him. But two receiver leagues, I think you can mention. It's interesting. If Deshaun Watson does play in this game against San Francisco, and I really hope he does, because we know 49ers are legit contenders. Are the Browns legit contenders? They These two teams are top three in, in all the key defensive metrics. Uh, if Deshaun Watson plays, you got to figure probably not 100%. Is Amari Cooper a must-start in that scenario? No, that's that's part of it, too, is that you know he's dealing with a shoulder injury. So, you know, I mean, they'll they'll if he plays, I'm sure he'll get the... Uh, the, the shot and he'll, he'll be out there, you know, as, as best he can. But in terms of how he'll perform from a throwing standpoint, I would be nervous because as we've seen this year, when he's been under duress and pressured, he hasn't exactly been the best Deshaun Watson. So uh, Cooper just, like I said, makes me nervous. And one more thing about Geno Smith. I forgot Charles Cross left tackle did practice this week. So they could get him back. After I just, one more thing on Geno too. Yeah. Look! Look who they played. They haven't had to do very much from a throwing standpoint. You know, the one game, the one game they were tested, really 
And I know they lost the first game against the Rams, but the Rams, as you noted, he dominated time of possession that game. Um, was the Lions game, week two. Yeah. Otherwise, it's Carolina and the Giants. Yeah, and actually, he scored like nine points in overtime of that game, Geno Smith. He had like this massive overtime. It's like a little Russell Wilson there. but uh, All right, uh, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. We'll see you tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Live stream to get you ready for the game and get your lineup set before Thursday night football. So join us there. You can watch all of our streams. You can watch the Dynasty show. You can watch uh, the DFS show. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Also FFT and five. And please send us your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. If you want to send us Apple podcast questions to be read on the mailbag, your best bet is to do it early in the week, like a Monday or a Tuesday. So they populate in Apple. Uh, otherwise, I have a hard time seeing them, unfortunately. But thank you for all of your Apple Podcast comments and questions. It's, you know, Five-star reviews are great for us. That helps us grow our audience. News and notes. All right, Daniel Jones missed practice. They're at Buffalo on Sunday night. Joe Burrow says his calf's getting better and better. Anthony Richardson could be out four to eight weeks. And actually, Shane Steichen? Steichen, right? Steichen. Steichen, damn it. So it's like something I thought, but then I thought you guys corrected me earlier, but I guess I had said Steichen earlier and it was like, okay, anyway, he didn't rule out missing the rest of the season. I don't think, he, you know, he didn't rule it out, but let's just say four to eight weeks for Richardson. Uh, Deshaun Watson missed practice and Derek Carr practiced in full. I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to see Derek Carr, but a noticeable improvement from week four to week five. Certainly not going to say he's all the way back, but all the numbers in terms of his deep passes, his A dot, a different quarterback than he was in week four. Definitely encouraging. Just yeah. throw it to Olave. You know, I didn't know this until I went and I watched it this this morning. Uh very two very close, you know, almost big plays for Olave. The last throw of the game that Carr made was so close to being a 30 yard touchdown to Chris Olave. Uh they just missed on it. So yeah, I, still, I do wonder like what's the ideal in their mind split between Olave Camara and Michael Thomas in targets. Yeah. Um 75% to Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it's probably you know, and then factoring in the other guys, Shahid and Oh yeah, Shahid. Can't yeah. The tight ends and uh pro- probably I still think slanted in the favor of Olave. I hope I, that's that's kind of like I think it's difficult in a certainly not a high volume pass offense. Maybe a, maybe an average volume pass offense. If you are not dominating targets and your quarterback is Derek Carr, I'm not sure Olave can live up to his ADP in that scenario. Well, I think with but he him, was before the shoulder injury and Kamara coming back. That's the thing. Like. Right, right but Kamara only had game. three targets last week. Carr threw tw- like Carr threw twenty six passes. They won thirty four to nothing. And he threw thirty three in week one. He threw thirty six in week two. He threw thirty seven in week four. I don't remember the game script against Green Bay in week three, uh, but he threw only eighteen passes there. I don't know that they're so run heavy, but well, no, I said I said maybe average. It's okay. not going to be high. Uh huh. Like it's be- between low and average. And there are at least there's definitely four guys getting at least four targets every week. I would think. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you know the good thing with Olave is a lot of his targets are are big plays, right? He right. He makes up for it in that regard. 
Uh, running back, Devon Achan is on IR. Jeff Wilson has been, he's eligible to come off. He's back at practice. He's got three weeks to be activated. Is there any other Dolphins running back that we should be adding right now? Wilson is 72% rostered. I guess if you're desperate, I would probably look at Ahmed first because at least he's been used a little bit in tandem in the first couple of games, or at least definitely week one. Um, I think he got hurt in week one. But no, like we have two teams on a bye and we're getting a little bit healthier at the position. Okay. Yeah, I I think in a in a and this is just really for dynasty, but in a deep dynasty league, Chris Brooks has some interest because I think he he could like Mostert Wilson have significant injury problems, and he Brooks has a lot more potential upside than Ahmed. Ahmed would still get more carries, but Brooks could be the eight carry sixty yard guy. Right. So I don't know the timeline for Devon Achan, and I'm not sure how you guys are feeling about that, but. Again, it's another one where they didn't rule out a very lengthy absence here. Do you, do we have any idea how long HN might miss? I think it's been very vague. So you have to just go with the four games and then hope that he's he's back. But, you know, if the Dolphins season continues to go the way it goes, they're going to, I'm sure, try and be cautious with him and make sure if he is coming back, that he's coming back for a playoff run. Yeah. It, it, I, I think if you're under 500, you've got to sell. Uh, Javante Williams is off the injury report, so he will probably play tonight, and that means avoid them all? I would try to. I, I still like McLaughlin the best, but they're all flex at best options. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I agree. I just I could, thought you had disappeared. You don't want to know why I'm disappearing. So Saquon Barkley was limited at practice. Hopefully he well, got to know. <laughs> Well, you know, I still have a bit of a runny nose, so okay. I attend to that. Jonathan Taylor is going to get more work this week. We'll talk about that game. Jameer Gibbs missed practice. Arizona running back Keontae Ingram was limited with a neck injury. He was also limited in two practices last week, but he didn't practice last Wednesday, so Keontae Ingram may be making some progress trying to return to the fold. You could maybe pick him up. He might. He might. Like, I can't rule out well, if he plays. You saw the report yesterday, right? No. Uh, they listed him first on their depth chart. Oh, okay. So we know I, how depth charts go, but <laughs> that sent a lot of people into a panic who all spent all this fab on uh, DeMarcado. But yes, I think it is worth adding Keontae Ingram just in case. If if Ingram plays, I think it's almost like a Broncos situation this week where you don't really want to start either one of them. I would expect Ingram to have more carries, but I, but I think DeMarcado would probably be the receiving back and may have more yards. Uh, Baltimore running back Keaton Mitchell practiced in full. See if that ends up mattering. Rashawn Johnson still in the concussion protocol. Khalil Herbert missed practice, but he has not been put on IR yet. That's good. Miles Sanders missed practice with a new injury, a shoulder injury. No indication that he's going to miss time, but obviously Miles Sanders is beat up. Uh, They have a bye next week, right? uh, I'm not sure. I'll check. I think so. DK Metcalf missed practice with injured ribs. He'll play through that. T. Higgins was limited. That's great news. Get on the field, T. Higgins. Amonra St. Brown is a good chance to play. Mike Evans coming off the bye. Missed practice with a hamstring injury. Uh, so that's not good. Uh, Zay Jones missed practice. Tank Dell missed practice. He's probably almost certainly not going to play Tank Dell. Uh, Devontae Adams missed practice. Jacoby Myers was limited with a wrist injury. I'm sure we're expecting both of them to play. Two Patriots wide receivers, Juju and Demario Douglas, are in the concussion protocol. Chris Olave, don't forget he had that toe injury. He was limited with a toe injury. And Marquise Brown missed practice with an illness. 
Greg Dulcich is questionable. Travis Kelsey is expected to play. Cole Komet was limited with a hamstring injury. Darren Waller mispracticed, but he said it was a rest day. He should play. On the offensive line, Laramie Tunsil, left tackle for the Texans. He mispracticed, but he should be fine. He played every snap in week five. Baltimore could be getting their right tackle. Morgan Moses back. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. Jacksonville guard Walker Little mispracticed. I mentioned Seattle left tackle Charles Cross practiced. Uh, two Rams starting linemen. Uh, Joe Noteboom and Kevin Dotson, although Kevin Dotson, I don't think he was originally a starter. I think he's a backup who was come a starter, uh, who actually had some pretty interesting comments about the difference between Mike Tomlin and uh, Sean McVay. He's got traded from Pittsburgh to the Rams. So anyway, they both missed practice. Um, okay, other news. Carolina could be getting cornerback Dante Jackson back, their best corner. Jeffrey Simmons, Tennessee defensive tackle. He mispracticed with a shoulder injury. He played through the injury last week. Their run defense wasn't great. Uh, Chicago safety Eddie Jackson was limited. Seattle safety Jamal Adams is going to play. Dar- some some key interesting uh, injury notes for the Eagles. Darius Slay mispracticed starting corner. But Nicobe Dean, linebacker, and Fletcher Cox, defensive lineman, they were limited. Uh, Detroit corner uh, def- uh, defensive back Brian Branch mispracticed. And that's pretty much all. Oh, Arizona safety, Jalen Thompson. He missed practice. And that's just only better news for Matthew Stafford. When we come back, I'll get my voice back. And we'll do one question for each game on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're back here on Fantasy Football Today. One question for each game, seven games. New Orleans and Houston, do you trust any Texans in this game against the Saints defense, which is healthy now? Unlike me. Um, it's hard to say they're must-start guys this week, and that includes Nico Collins. But it's also hard to get away from him based on what he's been, and then he might get some more target opportunities without Tank Dell playing. So, no, I don't think he's a must-start guy. Pierce is not a must-start guy. Uh, Schultz is not a must-start guy, and Stroud is not a must-start guy. The only one that I'm I'm struggling with that I kind of ranked right now as a must-start guy is Nico, and it's just it's it's really hard for me to sit a guy who has done the things that he's done in, in, a, in a couple of games this season. 
And he has played more in the slot this season than he ever has. Almost 20% of his snaps have come in the slot so that they can find ways to get him away from Lattimore. It's a terrible matchup. Um, I'm probably still just starting Nico everywhere that I have him, but I probably have him ranked a little bit higher. I think I've got him close to 12 right now. He'll probably be closer to 15 to 18, but still, I I can't imagine I'm going to sit him. Colts at Jaguars. Can you trust... It's a silly question based on what we saw last week, right? But can you trust the Colts running back in this game? I'm going to start Zach Moss and then just hope that I'm wrong. (laughs) You know, it's like I want to see Jonathan Taylor be Jonathan Taylor, but who knows how long that's going to take. You know, it might be the one game and he's, he's back to normal, you know, with two weeks worth of practice and he's good to go. But if I'm the Colts, like, and, and this is kind of weird because it kind of ties into what you were saying. Shane Steichen indicated with Anthony Richardson, like they're clearly competing and they're clearly going to be in the mix to win the division. And if that's the case, like run Zach Moss to the ground and get Jonathan Taylor up to speed by the end of the year. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Moss still is the best running back for the Colts. And he's been awesome. He really has like give this guy credit. His worst game was, you know, he, he had a, a, a trap back game with a 14 carry 70 yard performance two games ago. But still, 14 for 70 for Zach Moss, you know, we would have said, wow, that's a career day for him. You know, so he's just been on fire right now. And I think he's still worth using as a number two running back this week. And Taylor, I would try and avoid if you can. And and it's like the advanced metrics confirm it as well. Everything looks like Zach Moss has just been a very good running back so far this season. He's a low end number two. And I've got Taylor as kind of one of those boom bust flex options right around RB30. Seattle at Cincinnati. Go right back to Joe Burrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I don't think I, I don't have him ranked where I would have him ranked if we'd never had this calf concern. Like he's not a top five quarterback for me. He's still a low end starter. I, there's still guys that I would start over him that I wouldn't have thought that I would have started over him. Okay, Jamie and Dave have him fifth. Heath has Joe. No, I, he's down to eight for me, but still. Oh, okay. Okay, let's see. Yes, so he is had a behind Herbert Jackson to a Hertz Fields. Okay, uh, Fields is an interesting. You guys both would start Fields over Burrow. Yeah, he's on fire. Baltimore at Tennessee. Do we have two must-start wide receivers in this game, Flowers and Hopkins? And if so, or even or either way, which one do you like better? Hopkins, but it's close. Yeah, I don't know if – they're definitely not must-starts in a two-wide receiver league. Um, Three-wide receiver league, they're, they're both starts, and I slightly prefer Flowers. Carolina at Miami. Starter sit Jalen Waddell. Start. I'm I'm going to start him. He's one of I think three guys, young wide receivers who I really like. Who I just had to push up the four because CD Lamb's there as well. I just had to push up the rankings because the projections weren't very kind. But Lamb, Waddle, Olave, Devonte Smith. I think you're still starting all those guys, even if there's some reasons why it looks like you shouldn't. I would say of the receivers that we've discussed briefly already, um, I have Waddle over Nico Collins, and Waddle over Flowers. Okay. I have one league. I'm starting. I'm sitting Waddle. It's a two-receiver league. I'm sitting him for Puka and for Mostert at Flex. Makes sense. But overall, I I like, you know, I would start Waddle. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco at Cleveland. (laughs) Can the Cleveland defense limit the 49ers offense in a way that, that, you know, where, like, maybe McCaffrey is the only layup? I don't know. Or does or do the 49ers just go nuts here again? You know, can the Cleveland defense, which has been 
arguably the best in the NFL, limit the 49ers offense? It's an interesting test because they really haven't been challenged too much from their opponents. You know, you got an injured Joe Burrow in week one. They got Pittsburgh. We know how that offense has looked. They got Tennessee. Um, I forget the fourth opponent. Um, Baltimore. Who? They lost 28 to three to Baltimore, but Baltimore. that's so there the thing. Like, I feel like the quarterback is part of this, right? It's, it's harder for your defense when your offense stinks, you know? Right. Uh, true. True. But, you know, in terms of like the, the strength of the Browns is, you know, while they have great players, is their pass rush. You know, when you have Miles Garrett and Darius Smith. And I don't know if we've seen Brock Purdy pressured to a point yet where he's struggled. In the regular season, at least. You know, I mean, the Giants try to blitz him on every play, and he beat that fairly easily. But that's a different personnel by leaps and bounds. So I, I think for, you know, what you're looking at, like, the one that scares me the most is Debo. Just because I don't understand what's happened in the last couple of weeks. He's got more carries than targets. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I worried about Debo. I'm I'm still pretty worried about Kittle. Um, like, if if he had three catches for 30 yards, it would not surprise me at all. Um, but, and Purdy is just another one of those guys. I just decided I'm never going to rank below 12th because <laughs> how can I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Purdy, but he, he barely throws. He's the number eight quarterback in fantasy. He's actually number five in four point per passing touchdown leagues. He's 27th in pass attempts and he doesn't run. He's just the most incredibly efficient player. Uh, second in yards per attempt, all that stuff. All right. So would you start Waddle, uh, Olave, Deontay's uh, Devonte Smith over Debo Samuel. Yep. Uh, yes. Would you start Nico Collins over Debo Samuel? Would. No. Would you start Brandon Ayuk or like Waddle Olave? Uh, Waddle Olave Ayuk. Um, I've got it. I've got Ayuk over all those guys. Okay, uh, New England at Las Vegas. The Patriots have been great against wide receivers, and they have faced some really, really good ones. Are you comfortable starting both Raiders receivers this week? Yes. Yeah. I, I think we have not figured out what this Patriots defense is going to look like yet because I think we need to see in a competitive game and teams throwing against them without Judon, without Gonzalez. You know, it's mostly Judon, to be honest with you. And I know Gonzalez had a great performance in the second half against the Dolphins, but... Still a young cornerback, but obviously losing a pass rusher like that is huge. Okay, let's go to the games then. Let's start with the Saints and the Texans. And in week five, in the second half, Tank Dell missed all of the second half. Who led the Texans in targets? Why, it was Dalton Schultz with four, followed by Robert Woods with three, and Nico Collins with one, and Pierce with one, and John Mechie with one. Uh, but, you know, Dalton Schultz and Robert Woods, guys, I know it's a weird place to start in this game, but do we have any sleeper appeal with those guys? Uh, I mean, look, Schultz plays a position where, you know, he's been productive the last two games, and it's hard to overlook the fact that without Tank Dell there that he was more involved. But the Saints defense has been amazing against tight ends, and now they're... So I would not be opposed to stashing Dalton Schultz with the hope that maybe the guy that they signed and the player that we saw last year is starting to emerge, but this is just a brutal matchup. So I think you can get away from it if you can. I I don't mind Woods as a desperation flex. I, I, 
I think if if PJ Walker's starting, then I would start Woods over Amari Cooper. You know, one thing I want wow. to point out. I mean, if you look at, oh wow, that was, was a pretty hot take. I totally skipped over. Sorry. Um, if you uh, look at the Saints, we know that Marcus Maiden played to the last three games, but Paulson Adebo, a starting cornerback, was also hurt for two of those games. So it's not just getting May back this week. Now they're fully healthy in the secondary, and uh, they're dangerous in that regard. Um, I think Damian Pierce is, you know, worth worth spending some time on here. So, you know, it's, I think, what, 20 or more carries in two straight games. One was a win. One was a two-point loss. Uh, but the Saints have been terrific. So, would you start Zach Moss or Damian Pierce? Moss. Moss. Okay. Would you start uh, Broncos running back tonight or Damian Pierce? Pierce. Pierce. And let Unless me say, we hear something that one guy is going to not be involved Joshua has a question in our chat. And let me say this to our chat. You know, I know you guys want to get more involved in the show that's actually going on instead of just talking to each other. If you have questions specific to the game we're previewing, ask them. And I will, instead of me just start or say this, I'll just read yours. And then you'll get your question answered and hopefully it'll help everybody listening as well. But Josh, you know, let's take a long-term approach. Joshua wants to know, as a Damian Pierce manager, what do I do with him? I would make a trade offer for him if you can, especially since his value is as low as it might possibly be because he's probably going to have another bad game. They have a bye in week seven. They come off their bye, they get Carolina. That is most likely going to be his best game of the season. And if he comes out of this game healthy, he might be the start of the week in week eight. (laughs) That's how how, uh, bad the Carolina run defense is. So after that, the matchups aren't exactly the easiest, but they certainly lighten up by comparison to what the start of the season has been. So the best, hopefully, is yet to come. But for this week, I would sit him and just hope that he's healthy coming out of their bye week. Hold until week eight and then try to sell off of week eight. Okay. The Texans apparently think they're close to getting their running game going. So I think we spent enough time on Nico Collins and Robert Woods. Heath's going to move Collins down to about the 15 to 18 range. Jamie has him more as a number, like a high-end number three wide receiver. Uh, Okay, so let's look at the Saints side of the ball. I know you're not going to start Derek Carr. Kamara is an easy start. How about, um, I'll come back to Olave in a second. We'll do some Olave's ors. But how about Michael Thomas? Does anybody want to start Michael Thomas? Do you think he'll give us his 11 PPR fantasy points this week? He's a no. solid number three wide receiver, I think. Not Jamie, you don't think he'll get that 11 points? That's the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Robert Woods or Michael Thomas? Thomas. Uh, Thomas. I mean, look, the thing, the thing about the... Saints, it's, you know, yes, okay, Derek Carr's practicing in full. That's a wonderful situation. But since Kamara's been back, you know, Thomas has been slightly worse. And then you get the situation of the Texans have allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver. He's yet to score. Their secondary is certainly much better than some of the opponents that they played of late. Yeah. So I don't really want to trust Michael Thomas right now. I, I get that. I do think, like, just philosophically, the way that I look at it, when a guy scored 11, 12, 9, 11, 11, whatever, like that's pretty close, and scored zero touchdowns, it feels to me like 11 is closer to his floor than his ceiling. All right. Uh, Nico Collins or Javante Williams? We have a question. Nico. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. By a lot. Chris Olave. Okay, by the way, the Texans, Jamie just talked about their pass defense. They're giving up the fourth fewest points to wide receivers here. So it's not an easy matchup. Uh, and last year it was because everybody was running all over them. This year, I think it's just because they're getting good secondary play, even without Stingley. Uh, well, their secondary was good last year too. Yeah, 
Yeah, but they just they saw very few attempts, you know. Yeah. Um, this year their run defense has gotten a lot better. But anyway, uh, Chris Olave or let's do some running backs here. Chris Olave or Rashad White. Olave. It's a, probably a format one, but Olave and PPR. Olave yeah, I'm not starting Rashad White against the Lions. Yeah, o- Olave or another guy in a tough matchup, Joe Mixon. Mixon. Heath? Yeah, I said Mixon. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. And then uh, Stroud. I kind of skipped over C.J. Stroud. Start or sit? I'll tell you what's tough for me when it comes to C.J. Stroud because I have a lot of shares of the Saints DST. He doesn't get sacked, and he doesn't throw interceptions. Is this going to be one of those games? Because, again, some of it's been the opponents, but he's done such a fantastic job of avoiding mistakes and, and avoiding getting you know, at least negative plays. He's certainly been hit a few times, but um, this defense is, is amazing. So I'm still going to start the Saints DST, and I would recommend do the same. But is he going to you know, start to get uh, maybe some of those numbers go the wrong direction? So will he throw his first NFL interception? Who knows? Uh, but I think he'll probably get sacked a couple times this week. Yeah, I got to tell you, he had only 16 points last week at Atlanta, but Atlanta has faced Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud has the most passing yards against Atlanta. So Atlanta's a tough matchup too, and he threw for 249 yards. That's pretty good, but all right, he's not a start this week. I'll read one more question, then we'll move on to our next game. Gabe Davis, Chris Godwin, or Nico Collins? Uh, Nico in PPR and half PPR, Gabe and none. Definitely Gabe and none. I, I was, I might have Gabe higher in full. Uh, no, Nico. Uh, if Mike Evans is out, I'm definitely going Godwin. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's a great call. Yes. That way. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go to our next game. Colts at Jaguars. The targets Heath alluded to this yesterday, uh, with Gardner Minshew, 83 pass attempts. Michael Pittman has a 30% target share. That's insane. Josh Downs has a 25.3% target share. And I got to say, Josh Downs is, is I think, 35% rostered. And it's possible the rest of your fantasy season, the regular season at least, he'll have Gardner Minshew. It's possible. If you're in a three-receiver league, am I wrong here? Josh Downs has to be added. Am I, am I overreacting? Yeah. No. Okay. Has to be added? In a three-receiver league? He could be started in a three-receiver okay, league. Okay, yeah. Right? It's, he's, I think, very under-rostered right now at 35%. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. Glad I'm not on an island there. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about this game here. Heath, give me the breakdown of Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Who are the easy calls in this game? Well, I mean, it's Gardner Minshew going back to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, everyone should be cheering for Jacksonville because I will likely be unbearable on Sunday night if Gardner Minshew somehow leads the Colts to victory over Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But I'm starting um, I'm starting pretty much my Jags. Um, I'm starting Inger. I'm starting Lawrence. I'm starting ETN. I'm starting Ridley. I'm starting Christian Kirk. Um, and on the Colts side, Moss is a low-end starter, so not easy. Pittman's Probably the closest thing to an easy start for the Colts. Minshew's a fine stream. I'd start him over C.J. Stroud. Okay, and how about ranking the wide receivers? It's tough. Uh, for me, it's Ridley, Kirk, Pittman, Downs. 
Yeah, that's that's probably I, I I go back and forth with Ridley and Kirk. They're they're literally back to back in the rankings. It's it's it will be interesting because you remember week one, Kirk was miserable. It's his only bad game so yep. far this season. And that was Zay Jones had a big game in that matchup. And that was okay, are we gonna have a playing time issue here? Because they when they were in their two receiver sets, Kirk was not on the field. Zay Jones is still day to day. He missed practice on Wednesday. I don't think it matters at this point. Really? Because how do you get away from Christian Kirk with the Jaguars? He's been the most reliable and consistent receiver from weeks two through five. But I don't know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so I think you got to start Christian Kirk no matter what. Though. Might matter for Lawrence. You know, Jones has been that end zone target for him. And his best his two game, best games have come with Zay Jones doing something. Exactly. Yeah. And his best game of the year was against the Colts. These teams have already played. Uh, they played in week one. So... Yeah. Do you okay? How much Lawrence has been frustrating? Obviously, we've spoken at length. Like he's playing well, he's not getting the fantasy production. How much do we like Trevor Lawrence this week? Uh, low end starter. So he's he's tenth for me. Like I would start Stafford over him, for example. Um, but you got to hope that what we saw last week, on top of all the missed opportunities that he's had, you know, so he's looked better. He's running more. Um, I don't know. I, I think you just if you have Trevor Lawrence, you're not making a move. Like what 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 are you what are you trying to do to your fantasy roster at this point if there's not somebody significantly better? You know, so if there's you know, you want to buy into Stafford, I get it. I like I said, I would start him over uh over Lawrence. You have Tua, that's easy, you're starting him over Lawrence. You know, I'm trying to think of guys. Kirk Cousins, Fields. you know, you should start him over Lawrence. Who? Fields is easy for you. Yeah. Fields is easy for me. Yeah. Cousins, and you know, if, if you somehow managed to have Lawrence and Burrow, you know, go back to Burrow this week. But it's uh at some point, we're going to get that big game from him, <laughs> you know. And this is this is as good a matchup as you'll find. What about Cousins? I know you you said you said you'd start him over Lawrence without. I, I would, yeah, just because he's still playing the Bears. Yep. Okay. Would you guys start Zach Moss over Michael Pittman? No. Um, in non and half PPR, I would. Yes. Maybe in non, I wouldn't even in half. Would you start Zach Moss over Josh Downs? Yes. Yes. Okay. What else from this game? I'll tell you the one that I'm struggling with, and it's just because he's he's been bad and tough matchup, is Zach Moss versus Derrick Henry. I uh, got a stat on Derrick Henry. He's got 20 or more carries in their two wins and like 11 to 15 carries in their three losses. He's been outperformed in two of his last three games by Ty J. Spears. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing Baltimore this week, so... I don't know. It probably should be a close game, I would think. Hopefully they don't get uh, game scripted. All right. I think we're pretty much done with this game. I don't know. Any Michael Pittman questions out there? The Colts, by the way, haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Thanks to Schaefer for that awesome It's going to make the, the Minshew story even better. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I got a couple here. Christian Kirk or Tyler Lockett? Kirk. Jonathan Taylor or Amari DiMercato? Uh, if Keontae Ingram's out, it's easy, DiMercato. The idea of that question, this game is is so fun. Um, yeah, DiMercato, if no Ingram, um, Taylor, if Ingram is back. Would you start Gabe Davis over Christian Kirk? No. Only a non. Would you start Deontay Foreman or Ramondre Stevenson over Josh Downs in half PPR? If there is no Roshan Johnson, then I would start Deontay Foreman over Downs for sure. Um, I probably would go Downs over Stevenson. I'd go Stevenson over Downs, and I agree on Foreman over Downs if 
if Roshan's out. Don't you wish in the preseason we could jump ahead to the future and read these starter sit questions <laughs> and guess like what it should mean for our preseason rankings? Like, why are people asking Jonathan Taylor versus Amari DiBarcato? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, that's it for this game. Let's go to our next you game. Like, is, is that like a food that he's eating? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what is going on here? Is there an injury? I, I see at the restaurant DiMarcato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seattle at Cincinnati. Uh, I was going to have you guys dispute the Seattle passing game, but we already did that. Go to the players to avoid section if you want to hear our discussion about Geno Smith, where, Jamie, you have him as a low-end starter, right? Yes. And top Heath, 15. A top 15, okay. And, Heath, you do not. You do not like Smith this week. You have him 21st. Jamie has him 15th. Uh, okay, so... Ken Walker's an easy start. Okay, so how do we feel about Metcalf and Lockett? Jamie, you're going to be the higher guy on it. Lockett now, it's sixty more than 68 yards in one of his last 16 games. Uh, so you can start on that, and then Heath, you can tell us how much you hate Metcalf and Lockett. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. I think Go. Metcalf just is a must-star guy because if if even in, in Geno's poor games, he's still been productive. And so I'm, I'm starting him. And as we saw, you know, we've seen some struggles from the – Number one receivers against the Bengals. Marquise Brown had a touchdown last week. I think DK Metcalf can easily do the same. So I'm starting him. I'm not even going to think about it. And then with Lockett, I think you just have to treat him as a number three receiver. You know, uh, A, there's a lot of good receivers. So it's not like he's been performing well enough that you should start him over a lot of guys. And if you want to run down the list, you can. Or you can just check our rankings and see where he's he's ranked. But he's, you know, between 30 and 36, depending on the time of day when I change my rankings. Um, but really, that's that that's... I think what it is is, you know, and you guys have sort of alluded to this when we were talking about Geno Smith, that he's relied on a lot of different guys. And that's been, I think, a problem for Tyler Lockett. And who knows, coming off their bye week, does uh, JSN get more opportunities and more targets and, and hopefully some more playing time as well? And we start to, you know, see the best of him, you know, now that they've had some time to game plan a little bit differently. So, um, like I said, Geno Smith is not a slam dunk must start guy. If he was, I'd have Tyler Lockett ranked higher. But it is a tough matchup. I'm just banking on a, a hopeful back and forth type of game where both these offenses show up. Adam, I, I need you to read the stat of the game for this because I'm looking at the notes and I'm yeah. trying to uh, make some decisions here. Yes. Well, I um I did change the team. I don't know why in the notes I put <laughs> stat of the game for Seattle at Cincinnati. No wide receiver has more than 70, 72 yards against Arizona. I don't know why I put that. No wide receiver has more than 72 yards against Cincinnati, though. So Amari Cooper was terrible in week one. Uh, Zay Flowers had four for 62. Remember, Puka Nakua had five for 72, but he had that late catch, and that was it's a terrible game for him. Yards, yeah. yeah. DeAndre Hopkins had four for 63. Marquise Brown had four for 61 and a touchdown on 10 targets. Michael Wilson had two targets. This has been a really bad matchup for wide receivers. Um, I guess they're giving up some touchdowns, four and five games, but it's good defense, uh, Cincinnati. Well, well, I think the sequencing of Metcalf's touchdowns has really impacted like how reliable he seems because he, he does have a couple of George Kittle games, three for 34, three for 47. Those were also just the two games that he scored, and he didn't score in the games where he had good yardage totals. I'm I'm not sure you can count on that to happen every time. I think there was going to be some games where he has 100 yards and a touchdown, and there's going to be some of these 30-yard games where he doesn't score. So he's more of a uh, this week in a bad matchup where I don't like Geno. I, I view Metcalf closer to how Jamie views Lockett, and I'm viewing Lockett as a sit. All right, I think I wish I had more time to talk about Ken Walker because obviously you start him, but I actually think there's some concerning signs here. He has disappeared in the passing game. 
you know, he, he doesn't have a huge role there anyway. They're not throwing that much. And I, these are two of the guys, uh, sorry, but to that point, Charbonnet and JSN and also Quinton Johnston, the, the rookies coming off a bye. We've got that. It will be very interesting to see if Charbonnet gets two or three more touches and they are taken away from Walker. It's not concerning. I have so much Ken Walker and I'm thrilled about it, but you know, I think you could make the case that he's played like a first rounder or a second rounder. He's just been a kind of touchdown dependent in, in, in a sense. You know, he's scoring almost every week. So uh, it's just something to keep in mind with Walker. But obviously, he's a must-start guy. Uh, Burrow and, you know, Burrow is is eighth for Jamie, tenth for Heath. Uh, we've spoken a lot about the quarterbacks already. Jamar Chase is an easy call. What about Joe Mixon? He's got no more than 14 fantasy points in any game. He has one touchdown this season. He's got a pretty high floor typically. But, man, the Seahawks have actually had one of the best run defenses in football. 2.6 yards per carry allowed uh, to running backs. Starter said Joe Mixon. I mean, given the the landscape of what fantasy managers are dealing with, if you aren't starting Joe Mixon, kudos to you to have a loaded roster mm-hmm. like that. So while I don't think this is the type of matchup like we would typically say, oh my God, you can't play these guys. Like, you know, we say when the Titans are at their peak with their run defense or maybe like the Saints and the Lions right now, like you're, you know, sitting borderline guys like, it's very difficult to get away from Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I, like I can give a list of guys who weren't drafted that high. Who I'd, I'd start Mostert over him, obviously. I'd start David Montgomery over him. Sure. I'd start uh, Kyron Williams over yeah. him. I'd start J- James Cook over him. But he's still a top fifteen guy, and I, I'm starting him. Yeah, the only one I disagree with would be Cook, but I get your point. And DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara. Actually, I. I kind of disagree with this idea that the running back landscape is so bad. I feel like it's been an amazing year to go zero RB. Um, I, we've got so but many be, contributors. Yeah, go ahead, Heath. It's, it has been, but partially because so many of the great running backs have well, been bad. I mean, Eckler missed, <laughs> Eckler missed yeah. three of their four games. Barkley's missed two of their four games and, and left at the end of one. Or no, two of their five games, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry, three of their five games. Um, yeah, uh, they're Nick coming Chubb back this week. Season. J.K. Dobbins is lost for the season. Ho- hopefully Jonathan Taylor's back. been replaced by Zach Moss. <laughs> hopefully Eckler and Barkley are back this week. But how many of your teams are you struggling at running back? Because that is not a problem for me. And maybe I'm just lucky. But uh, A few. And they're my worst teams. Yeah. You know, but again, I drafted a lot of J.K. Dobbins. So that's part of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, any interest in Tyler Boyd or any other Bengal in the passing game? Well, we should probably talk about T. Higgins. I mean, if he comes back, it's hard to bench him. You know, I, I yeah. think just based on upside and if Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow again, you're starting T. Higgins without hesitation. Um, if there is no T. Higgins, then I think you just go back to Boyd as a, you know, he, to me, he's Michael Thomas, you know, same type of player, you know, will have a high volume of catches, probably not do very much with it. And so you're looking at uh, whether you want to say it's the floor or the ceiling, it's probably, you know, eight to 11 PPR points. Okay. Uh, all right. Sit the DS. And Trent Irwin was interesting last week too. You know, again, with no Higgins there, he had what, eight catches on 10 targets? I don't remember what the stats were, but yeah, he obviously had it was eight game. for 60. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Baltimore's at Tennessee. Talk about Derrick Henry and uh, maybe compare him to Joe Mixon. And we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back to talk about four more games, starting with the Ravens and the Titans. The Ravens are four-point favorites, and that's a big deal because, as I mentioned earlier, stat of the game, Derrick Henry, 25 and 22 carries in their wins, 11 to 15 carries in their three losses. Um, not having a great season so far. How would you compare Derrick Henry to Joe Mixon? Mixon with a tough matchup, Henry with a tough matchup. These guys haven't exactly been dynamic. Who do you like better this week? Mixon. Mixon, they're they're close, though. They're both RB2s that I'm starting, unless you have one of that list of guys that that I listed off. But Henry's pretty much right behind Mixon for me. You start Pacheco over them? I don't know if you said him. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, going back to Lamar Jackson this week. Yes. Oh yeah. He's it's very interesting with all the drops. Like, you know, he's got to be so frustrated because he should have had a huge game. They should have won that game by two touchdowns against Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. flowers falling yeah. down, Andrews and Bateman dropping touchdowns. You know, granted he had the, the mistake at the end of the game with the fumble, but um yeah, he did not play poorly to what his numbers indicate in that game. Right. It's like fifty eight minutes of them letting him down and then two minutes of him. <laughs> Now, now I can't. Now he can't be mad at anybody because he kind of lost right. the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me tell you the top five uh, rated passers from PFF. Their their best passing grades so far this year: one, Jared Goff; two, Lamar Jackson; three, Josh Allen; four, Tua; five, Trevor Lawrence. Those are the five highest passing grades so far this season. Uh, so Jackson's really having a that's for total. Season or, or individual week performances? Full season. And actually, number two is not Lamar Jackson. It's Mike White, who is two for two this year for 67 yards with a touchdown. Um, he is the second mm-hmm. highest graded passer. Uh, okay, so start Lamar Jackson. Mahomes. Mahomes is eighth or actually seventh because Dalton he's, is ahead of him. I don't know that he's ever really <clears throat> graded as well with PFF as his numbers have indicated. He sucks this year anyway, but... Uh, yeah, he's been really terrible. Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, who would you start? Fields. Uh, Jackson. Any interest in a Ravens running back? If there's no Jeffrey Simmons, then I think Justice Hill becomes an interesting flex. Yep. I'd go Hill over Gus, but as of right now, I'd start both of them over a Broncos running back. I would agree with that. And if there is no Jeffrey Simmons, I would consider starting Justice Hill over Damian Pierce, Jerome Ford, and Rashad White. Okay, so how about Zay Flowers or Derrick Henry? Uh, the only format for me would be Henry and non-PPR. I'd start Flowers in the other two. I'll start Henry. Okay, Zay Flowers or Debo Samuel? Uh, they're close for me right now. I have Debo ranked higher. I'll go with Debo. 
Yeah. I mean, look, this is a great matchup. Obviously, Tennessee gives up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Six wide receivers have had 80 or more yards already against the Titans. Start Mark Andrews, sit Ryan Tannehill. We talked about Henry. Any like, What's your Tajay Spears interest this week? He is the most stashable player, in my opinion, uh, for what we're looking at right now. Because who knows, at some point, do they start to just not take Henry off the field, but in two of five games, he's played more. Granted, I'm sure it's been a lot of game script and how the you know things have unfolded, but I don't know. Are we seeing another Pollard-Zeke situation? You know, where one guy just looks not washed up, but slower and older, and the younger players looking more explosive? I don't think we're there yet, but we might be getting there soon. I, yeah, I've got Spears as a, a low flex, but I would start him over the Broncos. Got a question from Don. Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers, half PPR? Flowers. Yeah, I think I've got Flowers higher. And as I recall from earlier, Jamie likes Hopkins a little bit better than Flowers. Heath likes Flowers a little bit better than Hopkins, right? Yep. So these are start startable guys, more like flexes. I mean, I... Uh, yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. No, I think, look... I don't know at what point Hopkins got healthier from his ankle injury, but he's had some, he's certainly coming off a huge game last week. And as we've started to note the last couple of weeks, you know, he's made some plays that have been better for what the NFL perspective is than the fantasy perspective. But I think you just buy into their chasing points. I don't necessarily believe that this Raven secondary is as locked down as it has been. And so I think Hopkins is a low end number two receiver. Heath, can you? I usually I usually ask Dave for this, so I apologize. But could you look something up for me? Oh, I love to look things up for you, Adam. Yeah, I've got a little theory on Hopkins that I'd like to put to the test because last week I think he was really great against zone coverage, and I have not. He he still to me kind of looks slow, but he's never been a burner. Right? He's a big guy, contested catch guy. Um, I wonder about his zone versus man splits, and then I would also wonder about what the Ravens play. And if this is something that could help us figure out the Hopkins matchup situation here. But I mean, the fact is like, he's just drawing so many targets when he's on the field and he finally played 83% of the snaps last week. So that's really encouraging here. The Ravens 15th against wide receivers, but 80 or more yards to, to like, think about the wide receivers who have had 80, 80 or more yards against the Ravens, Nico Collins, T Higgins, George Pickens, and then 77 yards to Michael Pittman. These are all outside receivers, kind of bigger guys, but they are faster than DeAndre Hopkins probably at this stage of his career. Uh, I don't know if I gave you enough time, if I filibustered enough to give you enough time. Not even close. All right, you come back to that. Uh, sit Chigo Conquo, although he did have nine targets last week. And the Ravens DST is a start. Jamie, did I miss anything from Tennessee at Baltimore? I don't think so. All right, great. Let's go to our next game. Still, oh, Mark Andrews. Should we start him? I think I said start Mark Andrews, but yes, I think I would. St I'm starting Mark Andrews just personally. <laughs> uh, Carolina's at Miami. Sit Bryce Young. Any interest in Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard, uh, Jamie? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, I think if there is no Miles Sanders and he sits, yeah, then Chuba Hubbard's in that flex conversation. But if Sanders plays, I just think you want to avoid it because it's probably going to be as messy as it has been the last few weeks. And the Dolphins' run defense, I think, has proven to be good enough against some weaker opponents. So I wouldn't necessarily want to trust either of those two guys. I um, I don't think you should base anything off of the man versus zone splits, Adam. Okay. Um, he's been he's earned more targets against man. He's been much better yards per route run against man, but he's been above average yards per route run against both man and zone. Okay. 
Carolina theory debunked. Carolina wide receivers Adam Thielen. It just like it just start him right. Start him. One hundred percent. Would you start Thielen over Mixon and Henry? Uh yes. We, yeah, full PR for sure. And I want to go back. If Miles Sanders doesn't play, I think Chuba Hubbard is a, a low-end number two running back. Okay. He's 58% rostered as of yesterday, so check on Chuba Hubbard. Definitely someone you want to keep an eye on. Dolphins are kind of hit or miss against running backs. You always have to worry about the score. The spread is 13 and a half. Uh, but so, Chuba might be better off catching passes than running anyway. Right. Uh, but with that said, with this big spread... like. If we're talking deep leagues here, would you rather start maybe DJ Chark or Robert Woods, who we talked about earlier? Woods for me. Woods. Okay. Uh, To the Dolphins. So we know two is great, but we know they might blow this team out. So how how does that affect Tua? I'll tell you, I've looked over the last two years. I think there have been five games where they've won like blowouts. And he has scored, okay, this year, 36 points against Denver, 21 points against the Giants last week, and could have been more. He threw a pick six basically in the end zone. Uh, 2022, 17 points in week one against New England, 29 points against the Browns, and then only 18 points against Houston. But remember, he played about two and a half quarters in that game. So we've seen different outcomes for Tua in blowout wins, some big games, some not-so-big games. How do you feel about him this week? Must start must quarterback. Play that on a loop every week. I know he's a must start quarterback, but I do Never. feel like people have a lot of Tua and Fields, Tua and Cousins, you know? So start Tua. Okay. Start Tua. Three. All right. Dolphins running backs, it's just Mostert right now. If if Wilson plays, would you drop Mostert? Because he's currently top eight for you guys. I think he's number two for Heath. Is any scenario, Heath, where you're dropping Mostert in your rankings? I might drop him down to eighth. Okay. He'll still be top 12 for sure. But Wilson becomes a very interesting flex. Fresh legs against that defense. Yep. Okay, let me ask you this. Jeff Wilson plays and Miles Sanders plays. Who's the second best running back in this game? Wilson. Wilson. Jeff Wilson plays and Miles Sanders is out. Who's the second best running back in this game? Chuba. A Wilson and a Chuba. All right, have any questions in the chat about this game? Now's the time to ask, and I will try to read them. I have not seen anything. This was a trade, though. I traded Jalen Waddle for Isaiah Pacheco. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think if you had receiver depth and you needed a running back, I like it. In a vacuum, I'd rather have uh, Waddle. What did you say? In a blanket? In a blanket, in I'd a rather blanket. have Waddle. <laughs> yeah, I think you might need like one of those weighted blankets that you use when you're having emotional distress. Uh, I'm going to give it a D plus. I was thinking about buying one of those, not because I have emotional distress, but apparently they're just like very comforting. They're like going to bed and getting a hug. Uh, do you have any, do you guys have any experience with the weighted blanket? We've got, we got one downstairs. Uh, give me a review. It's, it's really nice. I, I think you would probably enjoy it even more than I do. Why? I'm more emotional. And just, that's just my perception. <laughs> I'm more emotional. <laughs> okay. Uh would you start I thought I saw Chris Olave or or uh Jalen Waddle. Uh Waddle, but it's close. Waddle. Actually it was Olave or Mostert. 
mustard. Mustard. Oh, we got a, we got pancakes. Oh boy, has a weighted blanket blanket, and he loves it. Feel it or lamb? Half PPR. Uh, everything statistically would say start Thielen, but I think this is the breakout game coming for Lamb, so I'll go back to Lamb. Uh, I'm going to stick with Thielen. Jerry would like to see some more targets for the tight ends. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. Start Waddle, Zay Flowers, or Brees Hall? Um, I'm going to go with Waddle. I don't love the matchup for Brees Hall without Elijah Vera Tucker there this week. David brings up a good point. He said his blanket weighs 15 pounds, Adam. You might want to do some training <laughs> Crumble first. Me. Yeah, can you imagine, honey, can you put the blanket on me, please? And then he can't get up. The- <laughs> or if she said, wait, who, who am I asking her to put the blanket on me? Or yeah, yes? you, you know, because yeah. she could lift it and you can't. Right, yeah. She's asking me, can I put the blanket on her? I'm like, I don't think so. Sorry, here's a sheet. San Francisco's at Cleveland, stat of the game, both teams. Top three in points per game allowed, yards per game allowed, yards per play allowed. Uh, Brock Purdy is right around 12th. Would you start Brock Purdy or Kirk Cousins? Cousins. Cousins. Would you start Brock Purdy or... Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, but it's close. Yeah, I think I have those two back-to-back. Brock Purdy or Russ? Purdy, Purdy and Stafford are interesting. There it is. Purdy and Stafford. Stafford. I'm going to go Purdy. I think Purdy's like in the, um, for me, he's just ahead of like Geno Smith, Jared Goff. Um, trying to think who else. Minchu. All right, here's a tough one. Superflex. Purdy or Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey. <laughs> uh... McCaffrey. Okay. I would guess McCaffrey in full PPR is averaging more points than Purdy in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league. I start McCaffrey. We talked about Debo and Ayuk. I, I guess you guys are sort of starting Debo but don't love it. How do you feel about Ayuk? I mean, I, I think, again, just based on what we've seen, like Ayuk is actually playing more like a wide receiver, which is sort of weird that yep. Debo's not been used like that. I don't know if it's the knee injury, if it's a game script type of thing. You know, they're just trying to be more creative and, and do some different things. So Debo just makes me nervous. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is outscoring Brock Purdy by 3.4 fantasy points per game. <laughs> yeah, I guess, so Jamie, like you think this is the, hold on, let me get the sound effect up. The uh, squeaky wheel, squeaky crickets game for CeeDee Lamb maybe. Do you not? Do you feel that way about Debo at all? I mean, maybe, but you know, it's just it's when when you start to see a wide receiver getting more, more reliant on his carries than his receptions, like that's a game script game script thing. That's a game plan thing. I I don't think he's healthy. I think they're trying to protect his ribs. Maybe I look. I think two weeks ago, you know, you could explain it. De- decoy Samuel, as you called him, he had no targets, only three targets. In week four or week five, and Purdy threw like 24, 25 passes. They barely throwing, but there is no question that when they're both out there, when they're both on the field, Ayuk is drawing targets at a much higher rate than Debo Samuel. It's just, and it's a good defense, too. You know, I yeah. again, I don't want to say that they're going to completely shut down the 49ers, but their secondary has been great. You know, you take out the George Pickens play, yes, and they basically shut down everyone. Okay, so would you start Ayuk? Any Ayuk questions out there, people? 
Uh, any IU questions? I'd be interested to know your decisions. Ayuk or Waddle? Waddle for me. Yeah, I think Waddle. Ooh, that's close. That's tough. Ayuk or Jordan Addison? Addison. I have Addison. Ayuk. Addison. Uh, Brandon Ayuk or CD Lamb? Lamb. Lamb. Ayuk or Watson? Christian Watson. Well, one's on a bye, so oh, Ayuk. sorry. I shouldn't have even read that. Ayuk or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins isn't on a bye, right? No. No. Ayuk. Um, I will take Hopkins. Here are some Debo questions from the chat. Debo or Swift? Swift. Swift. Debo or Garrett Wilson? Debo. E. Wilson. And last e. one. Debo. Debo. <laughs> Ayuk or Higgins, if Higgins plays? Ayuk. Ayuk. Okay. Uh, Kittle. Any streamers that you'd start over Kittle? Logan Thomas? If Komet is still Komet. considered a streamer, Komet. Okay. And Logan Thomas. Yeah, you Both. have Logan Thomas one spot ahead of Kittle. How about that? How about Jake Ferguson or Kittle? Kittle. Man, you are just like peppering my the back-to-back yeah, in my rankings. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, again, you know, <laughs> I, I know we always say, okay, missed games. But in two of the last three games with no IU can have banged up Debo Samuel, George Kittle has been at his best. Yeah, I've got Kittle just ahead of him. Is there any scenario in which you're starting Jerome Ford? Uh, unfortunately, I am. <laughs> um, but I don't like it. No, he's a, he's a flex at best. I think it's just it's tough. I would start Foreman if there's no Roshan Johnson. I would start Chuba Hubbard over him. I would start Justice Hill over him if there's no Jeffrey Simmons. And Hubbard meaning, obviously, if there's no Sanders. Um, yeah, it's just it's not going to be pretty. Ford, it, Ford versus Taylor is really hard for me. I got Ford one spot higher right now. Okay, would you start Deshaun Watson if he plays? No. No. And where would you rank Amari Cooper if Watson plays? Uh, not much higher than where he is, which is, you know, outside the top 30, 31, 32. Yeah, I was thinking 30 if if Watson plays. Any interest in Njoku or more? Nope. Mm-mm. Although Njoku's best game was with DTR. I know, but he's not going to play. Uh, no, I mean, it was a backup quarterback. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I had a cough attack there. New England at Las Vegas, one more game. The Patriots have held Devontae Smith to 47 yards, Tyree Kill to 40 yards, Garrett Wilson to 48 yards, Lamb to 36 yards, Olave to 12 yards. A.J. Brown had 79 yards, which isn't even great for him. Jalen Waddell had 86 yards. It's impressive what they've done. So everyone's starting Adams, but Jacoby Myers, is he in your top 20 this week? Yes. Yes. He's played three games with Garoppolo. He's averaging a touchdown per game. He's averaging, I believe, it's uh, 10 targets per game in those three, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a great pairing of those two guys. Uh, I'm going to make this game quick. Sit every Patriot except, well, how about Hunter Henry? Interested in him? Uh, He is behind the Thomas Ferguson Comet group for sure. But I think if you are stuck this week, he will have a good game. I hope it's a great game. Okay, so then let's go into Stevenson a little bit more. Zach Moss or Stevenson, Jerome Ford or Stevenson. How do you feel? Moss, Stevenson, Stevenson, Ford. Yep. Okay. I think you probably could have just said Moss, Stevenson, Ford. 
That was an interesting right. double I, up there. Yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Stevenson. Let's see if we have any Ramondre. Okay. Uh, Stevenson, Rashad White against Detroit, or Garrett Garrett Wilson? Jeff Wilson? I, I was Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Could be Garrett Wilson. Um, I'll go Stevenson. I'm going to go White. I think one thing to keep in mind, that, that Mac Jones has combined for less than one fantasy point in his last two games. They faced Dallas and New Orleans. Obviously, the Patriots cannot compete with defenses like that, even though I don't know how good Dallas's defense is right now. And the but, Jets, too. Yeah. I, you know, they could be competent. Like, they're not as bad as they've been. They're obviously bad, but they're not as bad as they've been. So just be competent. Be in it. I think one thing that's a little concerning here, though, with uh, with Stevenson is if you look at the routes run week by week between him and Zeke. It, in the first two weeks of the season, he was doubling Zeke. Now it's pretty even. So is, that's is that somewhat related to the competitiveness of the last two games, though? Absolutely could be. Absolutely could be. Yeah. I mean, I if know. you're trying to get your offense right, like he's still their best player. Yeah. Give him the ball. All right. Start Jacobs, start the receivers, sit Garoppolo. He's a decent, he's an okay streamer, but not, I mean, he's like 20th for you guys. And, uh, and sit Michael Mayer. You like a DST in this game? I think the Raiders are sneaky just because of how bad the Patriots have been. So, you know, you got to be, I think, a little trustworthy to, you know, buy into them. But, you know, they've just been blown out the last two weeks by much better opponents. So if you're stuck. I do have the Patriots ahead of the Raiders, even though I think the Raiders are going to win. I mean, Raiders can score 24 points and Jimmy can throw a couple picks. Here are a couple of questions from the chat about this game. Jacoby Myers or Chris Godwin if Mike Evans is out? Oh, that's a great question. I probably would still go Myers, but it's close. Uh, Stevenson or Foreman, half PPR? Foreman if Roshan's out. Foreman if Roshan's out. Okay. And uh, is that it? Is that all we got? Stevenson or Cam Akers? Stevenson. Stevenson. Um, Stevenson. And then this one. If, if Roshan Johnson's out, Jacoby Myers or Deontay Foreman? Myers. Um, uh, Myers. Okay. You all right, Jamie? You getting my, yes. my illness here? <sighs> all right, guys. Thank you. Great show. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the four NFC home games plus three other AFC home games. We'll talk to you tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash today. See ya. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.